listeners to your favorite show. This is a very special podcast, for one thing, and it's also a very special episode. Uh, We're talking about E.T., The Extraterrestrial, the Steven Spielberg film from 1982. Uh, I will be your host today. I'm Jack, by the way, and I'm joined by Cadence. How are you doing today, Cadence? Good. What time is it over there? Um, I don't know. That's crazy. Well, it's about 4 p.m. over here. You are a big fan of Steven Spielberg, is this correct? I don't know. (laughs) Well, you're younger than me. You're a kid. So I think that's why we wanted you on this episode, because there are a lot of kids in this movie, and it's about a kid finding an alien and befriending it, a really weird-looking alien. And I also never watched this movie as a child. This is my first time watching it this morning. Have you seen it before? Uh, I watched it once or twice. The second time is this time. So how young were you when you saw it for the first time, do you think? Probably maybe about three, I don't know. I think a lot of people have a similar story and a similar connection to this movie, which is part of the reason it's remained so popular. Because, yeah, everyone sees it when they're a kid, except for me, I guess. And, yeah, it's definitely one of his most popular movies, and it's remained as popular as it was when it came out for the first time. So, do you want to go over the plot? Do you want to tell everyone what happens in the movie? Um, no thanks. Okay. <laughs> it's about a kid that lives in a suburban neighborhood in California, I think. He likes riding his bike, and his uh, parents are getting divorced or got divorced, and his friends are, uh, his brother and his friends are really mean to him. And one day, yeah, he finds an alien in the woods or in his backyard or something, and he befriends it and kind of gets over his loneliness, I guess, by befriending this really weird-looking alien. And that's pretty much the whole movie. Do you like it? Are you an E.T. fan? Uh, I guess. Okay, so if you found an alien like this in your backyard, and it looks like that, I mean, let's just get this out of the way. The alien's creepy looking, right? It's a weird looking alien. Yes! (laughs) So what would you do if you found it? Probably do the same thing that he did. Really? So you would befriend it? Well, yes, but the first time I'd actually run away too. (laughs) Okay, so the reactions in the movie by the characters are realistic then. Um, I would probably kick it. I'd probably get really scared and drop kick it. I'd pick him up and I'd drop him. I'd <laughs> kick him like a soccer ball. So yeah, the uh, genesis of this movie, we've already talked about it on the, um, what was that movie called? Poltergeist episode? Because these were originally going to be the same movie uh, called Night Skies, but then they got split up into two different movies. That's neither here nor there. The alien, I was trying to find why they designed the alien like that, because I guess it worked because it's one of you know his most popular movies, but it's a weird looking alien. It's creepy. And I would think that I would want to design something a little more cuddly or like... Cute. Cute. Yes, exactly. I guess that wasn't... It didn't end up being a problem. But yeah, what's... What do you like... So what do you like about the movie? Like, what's your favorite scene? Do you have a favorite scene or anything? My favorite scene is when he was like running into the closet. He was like, (laughs) Okay. That was a classic. Yeah. There's lots of... um, Lots of hiding from the mom in the first half of the movie, which made me think that maybe the alien wasn't real, or maybe only the kids could see the alien, but then the adults do end up seeing it at the end. The second half of the movie takes a really weird turn of him getting sick, and like the government finding out and making their house into like that makeshift hospital. It becomes a very different movie. And I'm not sure what I thought about that, because what I liked most about the movie was it feels sort of magical, right? It feels like an adventure that you would want to go on with your friends, maybe. It's set in the suburban neighborhood, and it does feel like something where, you know, the kid 
is isolated and he shares that with the alien. So that's what connects them. And it feels like any kid could maybe relate to this because lots of kids hang out with their friends and ride bikes and go to school, you know, just like normal stuff. I haven't really had the right type of weather lately to do that. Oh, tell me about it. Me neither. Um, my bike got stolen, actually, so I can't ride my bike. Yeah, what? Yeah. So have you seen any other Steven Spielberg movies? Do you know, like, have you seen Jurassic Park, maybe? No. Oh, okay. I wouldn't bother. What's interesting is M&M, wouldn't, or M&M's, you know, the candy, they wouldn't let their candy be used in this film because they thought the alien was too scary and it would scare kids. Luckily, uh, Reese's wanted their candy to be used in the film, so that's where the Reese's Pieces thing comes from. Are you a Reese's Pieces fan? Uh, yeah, I eat them sometimes. Were you craving them watching this movie? I was. I'm sure my mom was. Do <laughs> you have a favorite character from the film? Mm. Not even the alien? No. Even at the end, after I got kind of used to it, I, it still kind of creeped me out. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that the design for the alien is a bit strange. And uh, I didn't know this, but during production, it was a mix of, obviously, animatronics like a little robot that they built for the alien and they controlled its face like puppeteering sometimes. But what I didn't know is that they had little people, short people in ET costumes. I bet one of them put their arm up and started talking whenever it extended its neck. I Well, I read that one of them actually had to stand on his hands and run on his hands and not with his feet to be able to fit into the suit. That's true, apparently. Yeah, that probably makes sense because his feet kind of look like duck feet. Yeah, right. Yeah, so the design for the alien, which is, I don't know why this is the main thing I want to talk about, but I'm really just obsessed with how weird it looks like. It was apparently stolen from a script called The Alien, written by one of my favorite uh, directors, Satyajit Ray, in the 1960s. And he didn't want to sue because he didn't really care enough to. Uh, and he never made the movie anyway. But apparently it's almost a direct... Uh, plagiarization of that script which i have not read so i can't confirm but that is where the original design came from was it was described as like a sickly child with like a giant monkey head or something which is i guess kind of what it looks like but this is full of classic spielberg wonder there's lots of there's a lot to talk about with the cinematography and uh the lighting and how great everything looks and how well it's put together which i won't bore you with any of my opinions on that stuff uh, I do think it looks great. I mean, on the bikes, like, over the moon and over the sunset is pretty iconic. I'm sure you've seen that. I'm sure everyone's seen that outside the movie. Yeah, I have. It's on, it, I've seen it on one of the shows I watched before. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah it's become, yeah, iconic. I guess I, I was con- a little confused. Maybe you can explain it. I was a little confused at, like, why he was getting sick at the same time as the alien, as the E.T. Did you, were you able to figure that out? Did I miss something? My mom told me that... They have formed a connection, so, like, whenever, um, like, E.T. drank that beer and, like, got kind of drunk, that's why that kid <laughs> fell out of his seat in class, because they have formed a connection, so they feel the same things. Okay, right. That was a funny scene, too. That was really funny. Yeah, that was my second favorite. <laughs> what, what was your first? One where I was going, when I was Oh, going that's right. <laughs> that's right. You do a great... E.T. voice. It's really easy to make that impression. You just kind of do your high-pitched voice and then you just go, eh. 
I'm sure everyone listening would love to hear me try, but I'm not going to do that. I don't know. Okay, so the the woman who voiced E.T., who actually did the voice in the movie, apparently smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. That's, prob- that's probably why it sounded like that. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Do not smoke two packs of cigarettes a day, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe if you aren't as familiar with uh, Spielberg's works, one of the things that we've talked about on this show a lot is like a lot of his movies deal with themes of fatherhood and father not being there. And I think this is a very classic example of that. And apparently Spielberg's original idea or concept around this film did stem from the loneliness he felt after his parents got divorced, which makes sense. A lot of like actors or singers or things like that, they always start doing that kind of stuff because their parents divorced. My parents got divorced and I am not a successful actor or singer or director yet, but maybe someday. Maybe I can start singing. Is there really, I don't know how much there is to say. What do you have to say about the movie? Do you have anything? Um, not really, no. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about a movie that everyone has seen and everyone probably has an opinion on. I mean, I guess the weird thing is I never saw it as a kid. Like, I'm 18 and I just watched it for the first time this morning. I thought you were 17. You know, I was 17, but then I had a birthday. Now I can join the military if I want to. What? Yeah, and the other thing is I didn't hate it, weirdly. Like, I I expected I was going to hate it. It kind of seems like a movie would be made by someone who'd want to torture me for two hours. But I did not hate it. I really liked it. I I thought that the second half, I don't know, I feel like it lost maybe a little bit of the magic that the first half had. But I did like the beginning of the story quite a bit. And yeah, just it really does make you think, like, what would you do if you were in that situation? It almost makes you kind of want to go on an adventure out into the forest. And, you know, it... It does bring you back to your childhood a little bit. At least mine. I'm still in my childhood. That's right. Well, savor it while you can, because it only goes downhill from there. When I was a kid, everyone always said, always did the E.T. phone home thing. Uh, They would do the voice. Have you ever heard anyone do that? Mm, uh, I feel like I have somewhere, but I can't remember where. I think I I I can do it. I might, but I don't know. E.T. phone Home. What? That was re- see. That's really good. You could do the voice really good. I don't think I could do it as well. I'm not gonna try. But yeah, stuff like that and like the glowing fingertip as well has become uh, super iconic. Um, Et can heal people, I guess. Right? Yeah. Is that right? Like when he got kind of cut with that little diamond edged saw thing. He he just touched his finger and it was like bloop, blood gone, cut gone. Poof. That's why I'm thinking it would be nice to have an E.T. because he could do stuff like that for you and make you fly. Like, it wouldn't really matter how ugly he is or scary or whatever because it would be super cool to be able to fly. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it would be scary. I feel like I'd be like that one kid who had the headphones on and was covering his eyes the whole time. I never noticed him. Oh, yeah. When they were flying, one of the kids was terrified and he told them, uh, tell them when, they're, when it's over. I, was, I guess I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, I mean, I guess, okay, maybe you can explain another part of the movie to me real quick. There was one of the doctors in the latter half of the movie, when the kid was sick, said that E.T. came to him when he was a kid as well? Huh, well, he probably found a similar alien, and he kind of had a blurry memory, so it kind of looked like E.T., that's why he thought that was E.T., 
or he really did come to him. Fifty fifty. You could write. You could write that movie. You could write a prequel to ET. I don't know what that is. A prequel? You don't know what a prequel is? But is it like a pre-sequel? Exactly. That is exactly what it is. It's like Star Wars had three prequels, I think. I don't watch Star Wars. Oh, that's good. Well, you're not missing out on much. I can get some opinions from the internet. This is going to be a super short episode. We're, we're barely at 20 minutes, but I can read some reviews from Google. Yeah. It's a tradition here on the, the show to do that. From Google, Lyric Fitch gives it one star and says, One us the worst movie I have ever seen. E.T. is terrifying. He gave me nightmares. This is so overacted and I hate it so much. You know, this kind of... I had the same reaction. One of the kids in my class, they were, like, really close to the wall. Their desk was really close to the wall. I asked them to move it, and they wouldn't. And I was getting a... We were in study halls, and I was about to get a book to read. And it was kind of, like, about fairies. And I was like, I wish I was a bop upside the head fairy. (laughs) I know. So, because then I could bop him upside the head. Wow. He was, like, right next to the wall. I couldn't even get through. That is intense. Uh, Robert Dines gives it two stars and says, I didn't enjoy how creepy the alien was until he started glowing at the fingertips. It was so boring, then bam, his fingers looked like glow worms or, like, the lights you would put on your fingers. I just kind of made the impression of him, like, about to fall asleep with his eyes barely open. Then he saw the fingertip and he was like, pop, ding, what's that? <laughs> That is probably exactly what happened. Thane Jasma gives it three stars and says, this movie would be better if it had Garfield in it. And his profile <laughs> picture is a picture of Garfield. Garfield. I figured once he said Garfield, I was <laughs> like, it's going to be Garfield. Yeah, that would be interesting, though. Imagine a movie where, it, like, the exact same movie, except they find Garfield instead of E.T. <laughs> That'd be funny. Er. Mario Ligario. Nunez gives it one star and says, wow, Atari buried the game. Why not bury the movie? So for anyone who doesn't know, I think it was on the, I guess it would have been on the Atari. Atari back in the 80s made an E.T. video game, but it was apparently so boring and so unplayable that they dug a giant hole in the middle of the desert and they buried like 20,000 copies of it. And I'm not making that up. You can look that up. That's a true story. That's cold. Why? Why would... I, I didn't think anything could be that boring. I would usually agree with you, but I've seen some footage of the video game. Uh, to anyone listening, I encourage you to look it up if this piques your interest at all. But you play as E.T., and it's literally just, like, walking around, like, on grass and stuff. Like, there's no... It's, like, a, just an empty game. Like, there's nothing to do. That's literally basically the definition of Minecraft without the creeper... Without creepers or anything... <laughs> I like Minecraft. I don't really play Minecraft, but my friend Owen, sometimes we, like, play it, like, real life at recess. I miss doing that. I miss having recess. The boys are usually all the monsters, because they're always, like, throwing footballs and other balls and stuff, and it's, like, ammo that they would probably throw at us or something. Like, they don't actually throw it at us. They just start throwing it, and sometimes we're afraid we will get hit. And my friend Owen, like, she was... We were in second grade, and we were running out to recess, and someone kicked a soccer ball, and it went right under her feet, and she fell. Brutal. Was she okay? Yeah, she was okay, but 
She did not enjoy it. No, I can't imagine you would. Yeah. Lee Powell gives it five stars and says, my custard is still the best. I have no idea what Lee Powell is talking about. He might have been thinking he was reviewing a custard recipe. Very interesting. Uh, custard? I don't even know what custard is, really. It's like, I think it's it's like egg yolks and sugar, and you like kind of bake it and it gets warm, and you whisk it up, and it's really good. Sounds gross. Yeah, that was not a very good description. Jake Hallworth gives it five stars and says, go home if you didn't give it five stars. I'm already home, and I didn't give it five stars, so I guess I... Did you even rate it? I did not rate it. How about you leave the review? Give me like a give me a review to leave for E.T. I give it like maybe four and a half stars. Okay. You can do half stars, right? <laughs> what would you say about it? Well, I would say that I liked it, but the alien kind of freaked me out a little. I'd say that I liked it, but the alien kind of freaked me out. A little. Wait, are you actually leaving the review right now? I'd say that I liked it, but the alien kind of freaked me out a little. Yep, that's a perfect descriptor. Do you think you'll ever watch this movie again? Uh, I don't know. You won't go out of your way to watch it again? No. I won't either. I didn't hate it, but it... I mean, it's, it's fine. It's good. It's fun. It's a fun movie. I understand why so many people love it and why kids enjoy it. And uh, it's kind of magical, you know? It's good. I kind of almost fell asleep, but that's because we were watching it at night, and it was almost my, it was like after my bedtime, so I was kind of sleepy. You know, my dad and uh, Thomas, the other guy that does the podcast with us, you know Thomas, probably. But, nope. Um, <laughs> I don't. Oh, I thought everyone from the South knew each other. Is that not how it works? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but they always make fun of me because I always fall asleep during these movies. Uh, and all movies. I'm falling asleep during every movie I'm watching, pretty much. My mama does that, too. Yeah, it's hard not to sometimes. If you're comfortable and you're sitting down and it's dark and you're in a warm, cozy room and, yeah, just fall asleep. Yeah. I used to fall asleep at school. She works and she gets home kind of late sometimes, so she's kind of tired at times. I do not have that excuse. <laughs> you just fall asleep? I just fall asleep. Well, I will not be sleeping tonight because of how scary the alien in this movie was. <laughs> I guess, yeah, we're, I guess, uh, unless, do you have anything that you want to say to wrap up your thoughts on E.T.? Or Well, I did want to ask you this question before we started. It's not really about the movie, but I wanted to ask you how your buddies were doing. They are doing fantastic. They're, yeah, they're still super cute. <laughs> yeah, next time you're next time you're up here, you'll definitely have to see him again. Cause I will. Yeah, yeah. For any listeners who didn't know, I have two rabbits, and they're both great. Honey and Momo. Honey and Momo. That's right. <laughs> I still remember the names, and I'll never forget. You'll never forget. Well, that's very that's very nice. I'm sure they appreciate it. Uh, well, okay. I'm gonna wrap this up here. Um, anyone listening, you can find us on. Uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Gitter, Twitch, Gab. Our sponsor this week is Reese's Pieces. Of course. <laughs> yeah, you can listen wherever you're listening right now. I guess we're dropping these every Wednesday. This will come out on a Wednesday, hopefully, if I get on editing it in time. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Cadence, for being for being the guest. That was very fun. Ding dong. <laughs> okay, we'll stop recording here.